Let us hear the word of the Lord as recorded in Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. God has spoken to us through his holy word. In an ideal world, Christmas is merry. Everything shimmers and glows in a brightly coloured winter wonderland. Siblings don't fight, relatives don't drink too much, and turkeys, they don't burn. A merry Christmas is full of peace and joy and perfect harmony. In an ideal world, there would be time to reflect on the story of Jesus as well. We would all take a moment to pause and reflect on what the birth of Jesus means for our day-to-day lives. But the thing is, we don't live in an ideal world, do we? In the real world, Christmas is less merry and more messy. Uh, Here are some words from Jenny and Steve. So I think the worst day our lowest low, if you like, was we'd been told by a tenant that we were renting a house, uh, a tenant we were renting a house out to, that she wasn't going to pay the rent anymore. We were trying to pay rent here, trying to pay the mortgage as well. The credit cards were maxed because of trying to do repairs on a house that we didn't live in. I had 68p in my wallet. No food in the house. The children saying, mum, I'm hungry. And I couldn't do anything. I took them to the supermarket. I thought, well, 68p, that can do a lot if you're a bit savvy. And I picked up a bunch of four bananas. I couldn't afford them. I just melted. Not being able to actually feed your children is the lowest point you can get. Now, Jenny and Steve, they came through that tough time thanks to the work of Christians Against Poverty. But for many people, Christmas in the real world is like that. And even if your mess isn't financial, we're all going through something. It might be a relational mess. It might be health mess, mental mess, or career mess. And all of this seems just a million miles away from the ideal world of Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus. Does that nativity scene of story and song ever touch the real world of messy Christmas? There are too many plans, too many family crises. There's too much going on in the world. Jesus just doesn't seem to belong. But this evening, just briefly, I want to show that Jesus does fit, not in an ideal world, but in the real world of messy Christmas. And I want to show that Not only does he fit in your messy Christmas, 
but he can bring you indestructible hope right in the middle of your struggle. Jesus was born in messy real life. How do all our uh, favorite fairy tales begin? Once upon a time. But the story of the first Christmas doesn't begin once upon a time. It begins with boring politicians raising taxes. So verse 1 says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So this isn't the ideal world of our imaginations. This is real life with real people that we can find out about in history. Caesar Augustus, he was the adopted son of Julius Caesar, who you probably have heard of. Julius had been declared a god of the Roman state. And so just before Jesus was born, what do you think Augustus wrote on all his coins? Caesar, son of a god. Nice timing, Gus. His reign was a time of political uncertainty over how to divide up power in Europe, a real mess. And the second guy in the verse, Quirinius, he was a power-hungry, womanizing politician who held lots and lots of different positions of authority in Syria at the time Jesus was born. Do you know what? Maybe that first Christmas is closer to our world than we think. The story doesn't begin once upon a time because Jesus wasn't born in a fairy tale. Jesus was born in messy, real life. And so he's not going to get put off by your messy, real life either. And Jesus was born in messy family. We all know people who send out a family update with their Christmas cards. And maybe some of you are those people. Um, Maybe this sounds familiar to you. Little Jimmy got a distinction in his grade 8 piano at age 4. Mum got promoted three times and Dad is loving his new diet. Um, Is your family life really that neat? Surely not. What happens when there isn't big happy news to share? Um, Sometimes little Jimmy bites his piano examiner. Sometimes Mum gets fired. Sometimes Dad spends too much time at the pub. Most of the time, family life is pretty messy. And Jesus' family was no different. I think when we tell the story, Mary and Joseph seem to be this ideal picture of family life with angelic faces and halo hovering above their heads. This picture made me laugh. Uh, There is so much wrong with that picture. For a start, they're way too white. Um, But as well, Mary and Joseph... They're probably too poor to afford a donkey. So they've just walked 90 miles. And I'm telling you, there is no way a heavily pregnant Mary is going to look that chill. I'm certain that at some point they would have got lost and uh, Joseph would have refused to stop to ask for directions. They were a normal family. Theirs was like any real messy family. They had their issues. They had their conflicts. They had those relatives that they didn't really want to mention. And verse 5 of Luke chapter 2 is just awkward. He, that's Joseph, went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. A child born to unmarried parents in our society is completely normal. But back then it was scandalous. 
And more than that, the child wasn't even Joseph's. Before the angel kind of filled him in on the big picture, divorce was very much on his mind. Jesus was born in a messy family, and he'll be part of your messy family too. And Jesus was born in messy plans. Um, We all know what messed up plans are like at Christmas. They are the only type of plan at Christmas. And I'm sure that Mary had all the details of her birth plan written down. In those months, waiting, waiting, waiting. And over and over again, she would have pictured the day when labor would finally begin. Of course, she would have thought it through how that would go. Now, the story we're used to involves her uh, going, uh, rushing from hotel to hotel, trying to find a generous innkeeper. But the real plan was to find a relative in Bethlehem where they could stay. Mary hoped to stay in a cozy guest room there. It would be a comfortable place where she could go through labor surrounded by her loved ones. But of course, we know that all of that just went straight out the window. That family guest room, it was full. And shockingly, Rather than make room for her, Mary was given the room belonging to the family cow. This definitely wasn't what Mary had planned for. So picture the scene. Imagine Mary leaning heavily on Joseph's arm. She carefully watches her step on the slippery, straw-covered floor. See Joseph ushering that family cow out of the way and then laying down some blankets for Mary to lie on. What a mess. And then in the movies, you get kind of 15 seconds of very polite labor and out pops a perfectly clean child, um, which, of course, is not reality. Verse six and seven, they spare us some of the details, but still the irony of how God entered this world remains. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Jesus was born in messy real life, a messy family and messed up plans. So he's not going to be put off by your messy Christmas either. That's the only type he knows. You don't actually have to sort out everything before he arrives. Jesus didn't come for sorted out people. He came for real people, messy people like me and you. If you're like me, there are times where everything just gets a little bit too much. The financial mess, the relational mess, the mental health mess, all of it just piles up and up. And here's the really good news. In those times, Jesus will do more than just join you in your messy Christmas. Jesus enters your struggles and brings indestructible hope because he is the Messiah of your messy Christmas. Mary was still recovering. Jesus was lying in that manger and out on the hillside of Bethlehem, some shepherds heard these angelic words which come later in Luke 2. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born. He is the Messiah the Lord. A saviour had to be born because your mess is much worse than you realise. 
We all try to hide it at Christmas, but it keeps springing out all over the place. Why can't we keep it under control? Because the mess is not just out there. It's not just in those people, and it's not just in the broken systems of our society. The Bible calls this mess sin, and it starts in here. And of of course, I'm not saying that all the mess in your life is your fault, but I am saying that all of us are to blame for making this world a messier place. And God is understandably unhappy about that. But Jesus came as our saviour, our messy messiah. That means he is the chosen rescuer who will rule over a new world without financial, physical, relational or mental mess. And he wants every single one of you to be a part of that mess-free world. He was a messy Messiah from the start, covered in straw, lying in a manger. But the mess only got worse for him. Years later, that straw-filled manger became a splintered cross. And on that cross, he covered himself head to toe in the mess of our sin. Not his sin, ours. He became as unclean as it's possible to be so that all of us could be washed as white as the snow is outside that front door. Whatever regrets live in here, whatever mistakes live in here, Jesus will take them if you ask. If you follow him, you are welcome in the mess-free world that he is making. Whatever your mess, if you follow him, you are clean. Here's my last word. Christmas is messy because we're messy people. But our messy Messiah still came to save us anyway. Whatever you are struggling with, I really want you to know that Jesus will still come to you. Whatever you are struggling with, I really want you to know that that is not how your story has to end. By following Jesus, you have a real ideal world to look forward to. Maybe you'd like to join me in this prayer. Father God, thank you for our messy Messiah. Thank you that he came to make us clean. Thank you that he came to bring us into his mess-free world. Father, if there's anyone here that wants to follow Jesus for the first time, Lord, I pray that you would speak to them and meet with them. Take their sin and help them to follow Jesus. Help us all to keep following Jesus. In the struggles we face, thrill us with indestructible hope of a real world, of freedom, of love, and of peace. In Jesus' name, amen.